have a new uh intro rolling in i think next show i saw it today it's cool i'm not gonna lie it looks good so you'll be excited about that we have a, a few perks coming your way that i'm working on oh yeah jed's busy behind the scenes so don't worry that's gonna happen by the way i apologize to everyone in the chat whose chats i didn't read last week apparently um i was too brain tech brain dead to scroll delhi had put them up here for me and i didn't scroll properly so here we are we all knew that was going to be a problem. We all knew I was going to break things. So I apologize. Um, I promise your super chats will get read today. I will make a point to scroll. And I've already asked Ellie to scold me. I gave him permission to scold me while on air if I've misbehaved. We all need a little scolding every now and then. Is it not true? Well, welcome, everyone. So today's going to be a really fun show. Sometimes I jump around. Sometimes I pick one panel that's just so meaty and juicy. So I happen to be watching the whatever podcast. You know I like it. And I happen to see our friend MLD on there, Modern Life Dating, Jonathan. I don't know how you all refer to him. I like MLD. I think it's cool. And I see him on there. Oh, man. Dressed in a suit, no less. So he stands out. <laughs> going toe-to-toe with some modern women. I was cackling. I really was. I was really enjoying myself. So I watched the whole thing and I pulled out some nuggets for us because some of the stuff that goes on here is just, it's, it's wild. Um, and I have a little bit of advice for MLD as well. Um, he may love, he may hate. I don't know. I did have an exchange with him yesterday. Let him know we would be coming this. I was like, I saw it. I can't, I can't take it. It's too good. So we're going to talk about that. And what topics are we going to touch in that elongated stop and go hot mess. And by the way, I will warn you ahead of time, there is a woman in there, a modern woman who is particularly agitating. She's very annoying and she has a very annoying voice. But if I had to suffer through it, so do y'all. So here we are. The topics are going to be body count, of course, relationship boundaries. We're going to dig into the party phase. That came up a lot. Equality when it's convenient. There's some golden nuggets on that. Confidence versus delusion. We got a woman calling herself a 10. Oh, here we go. Let's just say she's not objectively is not a 10. So we're going to get into that. Double standards. Playing the victim. I can't stand a victim. Can't stand it. And we're going to dig into even more than that. I'm going to close with a matrix topic from, it's a simple one today. It's a simple video from the World Health Organization. Tells you everything you need to know about the Matrix. Everything you need to know just bottled up in a sweet little video. All right. So here we go. We're going to start. Deli, you ready? Deli's busy over there. I don't know what he's doing half the time, but something, one of these days you're just going to see fire and it's going to be his fault. It's not mine. I'm within plain sight of the camera at all times, as you may have noticed. Okay. She has a roster of guys. Let's go. 1317. Well, does that mean that you're just not even hooking up with anybody? Well, I'm hooking up with people, but I think oh, oh. a lot of people that are like relationship quality, it's just, it's not here, especially like an IV, I would say. When, so. you, when you say you're Wait, hooking pause up it for with one people, second, do Dally. you mean? Okay, what's important here, first of all, I need to prep this. They're asking, she says she's single, okay? She's single, but she's hooking up with a whole bunch of guys. Now, what I want you to watch as these clips play you need to pay attention to MLD. You see him on the left-hand corner. See where he is? All right. Just you, His expressions alone could carry this show. I could just sit here silently. And you could just watch his face in reaction 
to some of these women and it would be a beautiful thing. So don't forget to keep your eye on his face as he reacts to what they're saying. But again, she's asked if she's single. She says yes, but she's hooking up with a whole bunch of guys. Let's keep playing. Multiple people? Yes. Do you care to elaborate on the multiplicity? Is that a word? Um, I don't know. I mean, I hook up with people here and there. There's some people that I keep in contact with to hook, hook up with, but that's the nature of the relationship. So you got a roster. Like, you got some regulars. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. And uh, so what is the most... How big is your roster? Okay. Um, as of currently... I'm just hooking up with like two, three people right now. Two so to three? Two and a half? 2.75 maybe. 2.69? Um, okay. Um, just around there right now. Okay. So, yeah. Oh, okay. So there's this three dudes that you're seeing at the same time and sleeping with all three at the same time? On and off, but on and off, I would say, yeah. And they know that you, that you have multiple guys? Um, I never really talked about it with them, <clears> but... I never really talked about it with them, but I'm assuming they're seeing other people too. Mm, okay. It's kind of like, I think that's kind of the meta in college. Yeah. With, yeah, just, you almost have to go in assuming that people are seeing like other people. That's uh, unhealthy as fuck. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. <laughs> All right, pause Natasha. it. Thank God he was there. Can I say something? Listen, Brian, I love your show. You're, you're too nice. You're too nice. You know that what you really want to say is a little bolder than what you actually say. Come on, we all have to admit it now. How I want to know how old Brian is. Is Brian maybe, let me take a guess, uh, 26? I'm going to guess 26. I have no idea how old he is, but Brian's, Brian's too nice sometimes. We love you, Brian. We love your show, but too nice. So MLD's there, and he's not going to be that nice, okay? He's going to go in. So let's talk about this for a second. First of all, if you're single... Why you're you're calling yourself single? You're false advertising if you're single and you're sleeping with two to three guys at once. First of all, that's nasty. That's nasty. We can all acknowledge that. Imagine, like, I mean, this girl. How many rotations of that does she have going on too? Right now, there's two to three. In six months, is there a different two to three? In twelve months, is there a different two to three? And then they get mad when you use the words ran through. But come on, come on. So it's false advertising. Let's say she meets a nice guy. Nice guy, right? Not a partier, you know, good guy, wants to do right by a woman. And she says to him, I'm single. You think that guy's going to interpret that to mean single, but juggling two to three girls at once? Let me tell you something. If you are assuming that, then there's something, there's a cultural rot going on that's so deep because that would never occur to me. Somebody says they're single, that means they're single. That doesn't mean you're juggling two to three at the same time in the bedroom, no less. Nasty. Um, I would love to hear Brian say that one day. Like, that's nasty what you're doing. You know, just something. He's too nice. So this is disgusting. Let's be honest about it. Um, why would anyone take a girl like this seriously? You know, why? I, I don't care if it's in eight years, if it's in three years, whenever it is. Why would anyone take someone seriously that had a stage of life where they were juggling two to three guys at a time in and out of the bedroom, like a, a roster, a rotation? Guys are somehow expected to ignore that. On what planet would any guy be able to ignore a past so nasty as that? Your expectations of men are illogical. It, 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 would, be, it would be odd to me if guys said, oh, you had a roster? 
you were rotating two and three guys in and out of the bedroom at a time that you weren't in a relationship with. You were false advertising yourself as single, but it was two years ago. No problem. Are you like, what planet do you people live on? No self-respect. These women are showcasing that they don't take sex seriously and they have no self-respect. And by the way, let me add, that's right. They weren't raised right. Something went afoul here. Something went afoul here that these girls showed up in the world and don't know not to do this. Nasty. Okay. Now we're going to talk about the party phase because I like this part. Um, and you're going to hear MLD get a little feisty in some of these. And I'm going to give him some advice too. Unsolicited. MLD, you know I love you. All right. Let's go to the second section. Would they stop partying? Would they start partying, stop partying if they had a boyfriend who asked them, hey, stop doing that. Let's listen. And you wanted to angle for a relationship. You wanted exclusivity with him. One of his conditions for exclusivity was that you stop going out and partying. Do you accept that? Or do you say, hey, you're not going to control me. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to go party. Take it or leave it. Go ahead. Personally, I wouldn't accept that just because I think a huge part of partying, at least for me, is going out with my friends. Like, I love going out with okay, my friends. Okay, stop. You know like, what? I can't. I can't with the sweet one on the right. She's all like demure, like, I personally wouldn't, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So you're just playing the innocent role here. I get it. Whatever. Why do you have to be partying to be out with your friends? I'm going to cut these girls off constantly. It's going to be a nightmare for poor Ulrich. My friend Ulrich, who cuts the shorts for this show, is going to be like, Jed! Just speak in a few sentences at a time. I can't help it, Ulrich. This is what happens when the modern woman and I go head to head, face to face. You can hang out with your friends and not be in a party scene, honey. What, who, is there some sort of memo that says that in order for girls to spend time with their friends, they have to go out and be drunk in party settings? No. So this excuse that they give of like, oh, I need to party because I just want to spend time with my friends. No. No. If you wanted to just spend time with your friends, you'd go over to their house, you'd sit, you'd have a chat, you'd have some food, you'd watch a movie, you'd, you'd make some food. No. You want to be out in the party scene because you want to be seen by guys. You want the attention. You want to get some drinks. You want to get a little sloppy. You want to maybe get into a little bit of trouble that night. You want to feel sexy and wanted and you want to behave badly. That's why you're in the party scene. You want that moment. So a guy knows that. So when he's asking you not to party, he's asking you not to do those things. You know you're doing those things. Own up. Okay, let's continue. Girlfriends, it's just always a fun night, like no matter where we go. Even if we don't find a party, it's just the whole spending time with them sure. and just bonding. I mean, we, all, we hang out outside of partying too, but I think that that would make me a little bit upset because he's taking away time from my friends. What bonding? Okay, I'm going to do this constantly. What bonding takes place? You see girls in the party scene, out of the club, ah, just drink, sewing, God, pulling all the clothes off, pulling the skirt up, doing this. Is that, that's the bonding you're talking about? Come on, stop lying. I would have more respect for girls, for women. I'm not going to say ladies. But if they just came out and said, hey, I just, I want to go out and party. I want to get sloppy. I want to get into trouble. I'm in the mood to get into some trouble tonight. It is what it is. I'd have more respect for the honesty. I just want to hang out with my friends and bond. It's ridiculous. If that's how you bond with your friends, you got some baggage. You got some problems going on. 
Women don't need to be bonding, drunk, sloppy, getting into trouble around men that are, oh, look, she's half naked. She must be looking for some fun. And we all know there are also some, you know, trouble, trouble seekers out there in the male department. So what's going on here? Dishonesty. That's what's going on. Okay, let's keep playing. If my kind of goal going into partying was, oh, I'm going to go to this party, I'm going to find a guy. I understand that, but for me personally, I party with my friends. Mm -hmm, Sure. Liar. Okay. What about you? I would say, I mean, definitely like... Can you tilt the microphone down just slightly? Yeah. Well, if it's like a condition, like you have to, I would say no. But at the same time, like I would be down to probably like hang out with like my boyfriend or the guy I'm talking to instead of like going out on Friday night but it can't be like every Friday night I'm just gonna give up having fun with my friends and like can you imagine guy, like, no. okay let's do it again not every that the guy's not good enough for every Friday night not every she says well I would make time for my boyfriend you know I not party but like not every Friday imagine the guy how a guy would feel listening to that that's how you know who you have to avoid. Somebody who talks like that. What do you mean? He's, he's, he's only good enough for some of the time? Utterly ridiculous. Not every Friday. Also, I'd like to ask these women. You know what? I think somebody should open up a female-only club. I'm not talking about a lesbian club. I'm talking about straight women. Just go in. Let's see. if the, First of all, you know why they don't do that? Well, because no one would go. No one would go because women aren't out to party, to hang out with each other, and just behave. They're not. You would see an empty room, okay? But let's say, let's try it, and we'll see how many of these girls that like to just go out and party with their friends just to bond. They're not looking for any trouble. They just want to be with their friends. Let's see how many of those women would fill an all-female straight club of just a bunch of women bonding. Zero. Zero, because without the guys looking at them, checking them out, without the scene on the dance floor, without the, oh, I had one too many drinks, I can't believe I did that conversation the next day, they're not interested. So just own it. You're going out to party because you're looking for trouble. End of story. Now, this, this is where we're going to have the, the woman that's going to drive you all nuts enter. And by the way, when she enters, she stays. For You see these pages that I have here of notes? She's here for all of them. So don't hate me. Don't hate me. For what's to come, it needs to be done, and who better than me? Let's keep playing. Probably like a mix of both. No, I do not listen to men. Uh, let's go into <laughs> You don't listen to men. No, why am I going to, even if he is my boyfriend, am I going to marry him? I'm 21. I don't think I'm going to marry him. So if I want to go out with my friends and party, I'm going to go out with my friends and party. I really don't care if he's telling me not to go because nine times out of ten, he's probably going to bars and party and is probably partying with his friends. So I'm guessing that exception's probably just for me. Is he also going to... Is is that not allowed for him either? Is he also going to go party or is he... Is that just for me? He's not going to... He doesn't party. Then maybe. <laughs> okay. Oh, she's full of shit. This girl's full of shit. If, the, if it's the same way and if he's not going to go party, then maybe. If, depends how much I like him. You just want to be loved. 
Um, yeah, I do want to be loved, but I'm not going to go make these exceptions for a guy, to be honest. Yeah, we're That's not, we're, not... I'm 21. He's not telling you... I to, just... He's not hold on, hold on. He's not telling you to accept some, like, abusive standard. He's saying, you're dating a guy. He's like, yeah, I don't go out and drink. Could you not go out and drink, too? You're like... Well, I don't let men tell me what to do. Like, well, yeah, it's not because like if he's already trying to control what I'm doing and who I'm going out with, what I'm doing in my free time, that that's might be the start of something toxic, and okay, I don't want to put it. myself in that. Scene. Oh man! So here she is. I apologize in advance, but you know this this is a perfect example of a young modern woman coming out of college behaving like this. So I'm, I'm going to utilize her in her own words, um, and we got to take it out, right? I got a hair on my face. All right. So first of all, what you're about to hear is modern woman just talking in circles, confused, trying to, you know, she knows what she's supposed to be saying, talking point wise. She knows what she was told. She knows what she wants to do. She knows what she has to justify. But it's all, it's all like just, just swirling around. It's too much. She's confused. That's why when he asks her, okay, well, if the guy's not partying and she's like, well, maybe, but no, well, maybe, maybe I wouldn't party, but no, no, I have to party. I'm 21. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. So a couple of points here. First of all, this is what's broken with women is that they go through life now being told that at 21 years old, what they should be doing is partying. You hear her say numerous times throughout this, we're, we're going to show about an hour here, numerous times. Well, I'm 21. I'm 21. As if that's what you're supposed to be doing at 21. Why? Says who? Why are you supposed to at 21 be, you know, partying, drinking, doing toxic stuff to your body, you know, running through guys, maybe flirting with this one, that one out at the party scene, dressed, you know, all half naked. What, why is that what a woman now is supposed to be doing at 21? Because this is the new societal norm. This is what I'm talking about when I talk about promiscuity. Remember when we had Hunter Avalon on? He's like, well, but they're not necessarily sleeping. I said, sleeping with a bunch of guys. I said, this is a state of mind I'm talking about. This is the state of mind that this was not 20 years ago the state of mind of your average 21-year-old walking around, and now it is. This has been normalized. And who's suffering? Women are suffering, guys are suffering, families are suffering, society at large is suffering. It's all going down the tubes because women are behaving like this. Because ultimately, they make the decisions. You know that. If a woman decides that she's not going to you know, have you know, loose sex with somebody, it's not going to happen. Right. We're not talking about assault and cases like that. I'm saying in consensual, if women, you know, set their standards higher for themselves, the dating marketplace and the behavior in the dating marketplace would look different. But they're not because they're saying I'm 21. What else am I supposed to be doing? Maybe if you just know that you want a husband and a family, maybe you would acknowledge that at 21, you were in the best position possible of your life to make that happen. You're going to look your best. You're going to feel your best. You're going to have, you know, the least baggage. You're going to have the least responsibilities to juggle. You're not going to be burdened by as many stressors of career and otherwise that will come your way in 10 years if you're still out there alone. Maybe think about that. That's my advice. I think it's also interesting that um, why is she dating somebody? She says, well, I'm 21. And if I'm dating you, I'm not going to marry you. Well, why not? Why bother then? Do you see the assumption also that if you're young and you're 21 and you're dating somebody, it's like for a moment, it's a revolving door of guys and you're not in a head to marry. You're only 21. So what are you doing with him then? Why, why bother with a guy at all? If, you, if there's no intention to move that situation forward and to have it have some value or meaning in your life, what are you doing there? What are you doing there? Being nasty, doing nasty stuff with guys that don't care about you? No, how empowering. 
I also think it's interesting that she talks about a guy controlling her. They, they immediately rush to a guy trying to control them. Why is it controlling? How about a guy just has some standards for himself and he's saying to himself, if I'm going to date you and we're going to be exclusive and I'm going to prioritize you in multiple ways, I have expectations of you, which means that you're not going to go out, get sloppy drunk with your friends, be around a bunch of guys that are going to be like, eh, the whole time and maybe behave badly because people make not so great decisions when they drink. And why are you putting yourself in that situation? I don't want to give my exclusivity to someone who's going to voluntarily put themselves in those situations. And by the way, if you have me and you're so happy with me, why do you need to do all of that? Perfectly reasonable for a man to come to the table and say those things. Guys are afraid to say them oftentimes because they're afraid of losing a woman. Don't be afraid, men, to lose a woman who behaves badly. It will be an enormous favor to you if you lose someone that disrespects you consistently. Don't be afraid of the loss. Okay, let's keep going. Let's just. I'm 21 we... years old. I just became the legal age to go out to bars. If a man is telling me, I'm sorry, no, you can't go out and drink with your friends. I'm sorry, but you're not the man for me. And I'm, I immediately would lose that interest because I'm not going to, I'm sorry, but I'm my own person. I have free will. And I don't think I would really love somebody enough to just be like, drop everything and just listen to them. I am my own person. I love this. It's like you, you didn't sign up today to hear the feminist manifesto read by a 21 year old modern woman. But here we are. You're welcome. You're welcome. I think it's interesting too, that she says she takes it to the extreme. Like now all of a sudden, this guy who's saying, Hey, I'm not a partier. That's not what I'm into. If we're going to be exclusive, I really don't want you out in these places drinking, getting sloppy, being around a whole bunch of guys that are looking to get a piece of action with you. Suddenly now that guy is asking her to drop everything, right? Well, maybe to her it is because that seems to have taken over her whole life. She's defining herself, this 21-year-old modern woman, by her ability to be in the party scene and what that means. That is her identity now. 21-year-old, no commitment, no obligation to men. I'm going to just party. So when he turns around and says, well, can you just not do that? Suddenly her whole way of life is threatened. How unbelievably sad if your whole world revolves around that. I don't care if you're 21. And, and I love this, a rite of passage. Like, oh, well, I'm 21. I just got eligibility to drink. So I have to go out and party. I have to go out and party. Well, when you get your license, when do you get your license? 17? Is that just like, well, I got my license. I have to go race car drive now. No, it doesn't work like that. Just because you have the eligibility to do something doesn't mean that you then go out and abuse it and you spend the next few years deeply humiliating yourself out in public. Why do we give people that window? Why do we always say this is your window to act badly? Like, oh, college, get it all out of your system. Why is, why is that the message? Why is the message, oh, go to college, and yeah, that's when you get to drink yourself into a stupor and sleep around? And why do people have to go through periods of such a horrible low? Because now in society, we say, well, that's just part, that's the new norm. That's just part of life, right? That's part of life. So everybody goes through it. No, not everybody goes through it. And people who are raised right in houses where parents say, this is why you don't want to do that, don't go through it. They don't do it. I didn't do that. Other women, other guys in the chat, I'm sure are like, well, I didn't do that. You do it because you want to do it. You get messy because you want to get messy. And you're looking for some type of excuse now so you don't look bad on a panel 
where we're talking about things like body count and promiscuity. And here you are talking about, I don't want to give up partying. Even if I like the guy, I would never love him so much that I would stop partying. Go watch the playback, honey. You're going to feel bad about yourself in a few years when you grow up. Okay. Let's go to um, MLD has an exchange. It's MLD versus the modern woman. That's what I have on my chart because that's what it is. Uh, we're going to play it. And by the way, in a few instances, MLD jo- does get a little bit heated here. I'm going to tell him why that's a bad idea. But, you know, teach his own. Let's go to uh, number three, 2828. Let's play it. Do you like a very simple question, but you came back with like a fiery, emotionally charged answer that was kind of like a little bit anti-male. And so kind of I'm trying to figure out like, yeah, like what happened? Nothing happened. I've only really ever been in one really serious relationship and I was the one who ended it because I thought that it would be more fun to be single and I've had a really great time being single. And I honestly yeah, try to encourage so happy. I am <laughs> happy. I'm not looking for a relationship. Yeah, I've been on like dating sites, but if you look at the people that I match with or the people that I like my messages, there really isn't none because I haven't found that high value male that I want to marry or pursue or even sleep with. I uh, high don't. value men, nine times out of 10, they're not on dating apps. That is correct. Just like high value women, <laughs> nine times out of 10 are not on dating apps. What makes a high value woman? Oh God. What's that? Can uh, concepts foreign to you, you concepts foreign to you, modesty, <laughs> modesty being demure modesty what does modesty yeah modesty in character modesty in appearance modesty in her demeanor you just don't like it when a woman is outspoken you're intimidated by that Bitch, you just met me like 10 minutes well, ago. Okay, and let's, you're already guys, guys, starting guys, 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 to say, you just called me a you, bitch, you insulted on, me. On, I have not insulted you. you. I said that you are intimidated. It wait, seems wait, wait, to wait, me listen. that you are intimidated. Nobody's intimidated by you, first of all. I don't... Not, Second of all... Yeah, no, it even, seems like you're intimidated by you, somebody that like that speaks the truth, that modesty, that is... Okay, okay that is your concern, modesty. No. So... Yeah, you just said that a high value woman. The first thing that came out of your mouth was modesty. Multi- that is at the top there were of your list. Multiple things that came out. Is of that at the top? Okay, of let's the pause list. it here for a modesty. second. This is going to go on for a little bit. Um, it's it's gold. Listen, I don't disappoint. I know what the audience likes. First of all, the voice. I warned. I warned that her voice. There's something going on there that after a few minutes, there's it's nails on a chalkboard. Is it not? Folks in the chat, let's just be, we have to just be honest about certain things, and that is a reality. Uh, initially, she says she's so happy. Does this sound like a, an individual that's happy to you? No. She's not happy. She's not happy. She doesn't sound happy. Somebody who's happy doesn't have a knee-jerk reaction that sounds like male-hating when you ask a simple question about her life. Something happened here. And the reason he's asking is like, did something happen? Because it seems like she went through something that made her pretty mad. And now there's some acting out going on. I, I can't say that for sure. I'm not going to psychoanalyze her because I don't like when, you know, people do that to, to others. But regardless, there's something here that's off, right? Or maybe she's just so hungry to regurgitate a talking point that she's trying to just walk her way around that. How, how do I make that happen? She says, oh, I'm not, you know, there's no high value man. Then she says, well, I'm not looking for a high value man. He's right about one thing for sure, that high value men High-value women are not on dating apps. So how do you meet someone, Jed? The way people met people for years. You go out, 
you, you, you mingle, you go up to somebody, you talk to them, friends of friends introduce you, you go to a house party, normal, normal, not dating apps, normal eye contact, interaction, guys have to be guys, have to walk over to you and talk to you, social settings, that's how it was for I don't know how long, I know this may sound shocking, but people did exist and date before the cell phone arrived. Now, you see that it gets a little bit heated. He uses the B word, right? Calls her a bitch. That is gonna, gonna be a losing point for him, okay? And guys, this is just a reality. Guys have to be careful about when you have these discussions with women, oftentimes these modern women are, are looking for a reason to call you a misogynist or looking for a reason to say, oh, see, he's just, he doesn't like women or he's a man hater or he's a woman hater or this, this, they're looking for something. So when you go that route, even though I get his frustration, I do, I hear it. And by the way, she did insult him. She's saying, I didn't insult you. Yes, you did. You talked about, you were, you were insulting him for, for five minutes. We listened to you saying this and you don't, she was eh, condescending as all heck. The problem for a guy is, is that there isn't equality in these spaces. We know that. And when a, the second a guy shows a little bit of that aggression back, then it's like suddenly like, oh, look, he's, he's a woman hater, all that. So you want to try to avoid that. So I thought that was, um, he has, MLD has a lot of really great points to share that I think in that moment, it, it gave her a bit of an upper hand that she didn't deserve. So just a warning to guys, when you do that stuff, just know that how it will be played against you. Um, and she did, again. She insulted him repeatedly. She didn't use a word. She didn't use a bad word, but she insulted him. So to, to, to pretend that she was sitting there and being nothing but polite and then he came back with the V word is not an accurate description of what went down. The difference is, is that she will get away with that much more easily. She will get away. And even if she did call him the word, she'll get away with that much more easily than he will. And because of how we've all been trained to absorb that information, we will hear it differently, right? We'll hear that. Now, again, I always say to people, if you're name calling, you're losing. And remember that. If you're in a debate, an argument with somebody and you're name calling, you are losing. Because people will immediately say, well, why did that person have to resort to name calling? I think he would have been much better to come back with a sharp retort that didn't involve anything personal because he has it. He's a smart guy. He knows what he's talking about. I think the frustration just got to him. I mean, and, and as, uh, the, the woman is grating on the nerves. She is. Let's be honest. Okay. Let's continue. Did you name can it we first? can we just lower the temperature a little bit? Just <laughs> she's okay. triggered as fuck. <laughs> I, I would say John, but just maybe refrain from ad hominem. Right, but, but. At, the, at the same time, you don't know me, so don't, you've you've talked to me for like a few minutes, and you swear to God, you have like my entire ideology summed up. Okay, then I'll let you talk. Okay, I can talk too. I'll talk. <laughs> I can talk. Okay, so I'm good. <laughs> I didn't lose Michael. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So you were talking about how, and it's if you want to do the hot girl summer, winter, whatever the fuck thing. I've been doing that. Yeah. So, like, you're saying, hey, if you're just gonna go to the clubs, I then, don't go to the clubs. The, well, I just said I well, don't party. But I'll you, go and drink with my friends, but I'm not going out in big groups. No, but you just. Oh, said okay. That Wait. Hold on a second. Hold on. And, so, because it's not a big group. She goes out and drinks with her friends at a small group, so she's not partying. Okay. You know, th and this is what I'm talking about. She, and, and the truth is that she was triggered. She was triggered. 
Now you see Brian's trying to keep the cool because Brian wants to have a conversation, right? And he's afraid if they start name calling back and forth across the table, what's it going to turn into a hot mess? I I forgot that I wanted to mention something though. The word modesty, and then we're going to get to the chat before I go to number four. I have to highlight this because, you know, I'm all over the place, scatterbrain. So Deli's like, what are we going to do? We're going to need to get a rope and just rein her in. All right. Modesty is a word that offends modern women in many respects. You see, he used that word modesty, and she was suddenly like, modesty? Modesty? As if that meant that she was supposed to go and purchase a nun's costume and wear that around all the time and kneel and pray all day long, and that somehow that's how it translated for her. No, he's talking about just modesty in terms of your behavior, meaning you're not out there, you're not in the party scene, you're not the party girl, you don't show up and it's like, ah, shot of tequila after shot of tequila. Maybe the boobies aren't out, but maybe a little bit more in, right? You see these girls that go to the club, they kneel over, you see everything, you're like, oh my gosh, there's nothing, I mean, it's really, it's all out. That's what he's talking about. Why is that offensive, though? That's only offensive to somebody who's behaving badly, right? Who's exposed, who's overexposed. So modern women always take offense to that as if men are trying to control them and bring them back. Oh, you want a 1950s housewife or whatever. No, he's just saying somebody who cares enough about their body and cares enough about their persona to want to share that with somebody they really love, but not necessarily have it displayed out and open everywhere 24 hours a day for the world to see. Why? We're now in a world where that's... A bad thing? Unbelievable. Okay, I'm going to get to the chat, and then I'm going to go to number four. I see we have chats. John Bristol is here. Gave five bucks. Afternoon, Jed. Can't wait for some more roasting of post-reality women. Oh, yeah. It has arrived. Alvin Sam, modern women forgot a relationship is a duty. Men have standards, too. Well, that's right. And a relationship can be work, right? You're dealing with it. Some people say, oh, don't relationship, if it's work, it's you're in the wrong relationship. No. You got to be realistic about that. It's two people who come from different backgrounds, who have different lives, who have different interests, who have different families. So anytime you mesh that, there are there will be challenges that arise. It's it's silly. It's silly to, to suggest otherwise. But the world that we live in now where it's like women are allowed to have standards, and by the way, they should have standards, fine. But when men have standards, it's like, well, why? So there is a huge double standard. Just don't accept it. Just don't accept it. Just make a decision that you're not going to accept those terms. And you will attract energy toward you that wants to exist in a respectful paradigm, is what my advice would be. John Bristol's here, 10 bucks. She probably meant single as in not in a romantic relationship, so she doesn't have an emotional connection with the 2.75 guys. She just likes to go with them to pound town. Okay, 2.752 is interesting. Like, I, I realized she was being funny, but I'm like, is there a guy in there that's like not not like a full human to her. Like, is it like two plus this guy over here that's like not good in bed? <laughs> I wonder what she was going with that. Honestly, think about it. Or was she just losing track this week? Oh, two, three. It's like when you ask them their body count and they're like, I don't know, 12, 13, 15, nasty, nasty. Somebody asks you and you're just like, oh, Bob and Jerry. Oh, yeah, there was Tom and Jack. And guys are just like, Bleh. Jordan Campbell is here, 10 bucks. Hey, Jed, I just started watching your show a few weeks ago and I really enjoy your videos. I don't know why people have rosters. I usually only talk to one girl. I'm sad because I missed the dance. That's right. See, I told you at the start, when people miss the dance, they get upset. It's a little bit for Jordan right there and for team Bila Dance. Um, Yeah, you should only be talking to one person at a time. 
nasty otherwise. You should be, I don't understand why, like, why can't you just talk to one person, figure that out, go on a couple dates, maybe it doesn't work out, okay, then you end that. Next, why does all the juggling have to be going on all the time? I, I don't really understand. And how nasty is that, right? Because think about it. I never understood this. I never understood this philosophy of like the you up texts. I can't. Like just the pure hookup where it's like, oh, are you up? If a, Hey, guys, I know how you're wired. I understand that you have sexual needs. Your testosterone is raging. I get it. I get it. If you're single, I get it. I get what that looks like. But if you just keep this in mind, what I'm about to share with you. If you write a girl and you say you up, and she's like, yeah, I'm up. And she comes over and you do the nasty. You realize that you are one of many. So does it not occur to you that that could have happened six hours before with another guy who she probably also went over and did the nasty with? And yesterday, how many were then? And how many that whole week if you added them up? And how about the week before? You're sharing a lot of personal space intimately with somebody who's sharing a lot of personal space intimately with a lot of other people. At some point, register the nasty. Just saying. Ryan, the eating warrior, emotional damage. He said, yeah, there is some people, and some people are damaged. That's what he's getting at, like what, what happened, MLD, like what happened in your past? Sometimes there is something that happened in your past that makes you, you know, spew this stuff. And John Bristol came back, her voice, oh my gosh. Yeah, the voice is, oh wow, we got a lot of chats. Look at this, they're just rolling in like wildfire. Okay, Ryan, the eating warrior, number three is gonna ruin all her relationships, thinking that way. Then make TikToks at 35, crying in the car about how men are all the same. <laughs> Very possible. Russ gave some money. Hi, Russ. Jordan again. Campbell, five bucks. I'm, I'm 20 and I want to date, but I do want to deal. I don't want to deal with modern women. How do I find the good girls? Get out of the city. Get out of the city. Get out of the club. Get out of the party scene. Get off the dating apps. I'm telling you, talk to your friends. Go to like events with people you know. Like, oh, hey, so I want to set you up with this person. I know that's fine mingle don't take by the way the more time you spend in areas where men are sedated and more women are sedated drugs alcohol vaping all that garbage the worse the population the pool is going to be so you got to get out of those spaces i know you're like where am i where am i supposed to go I'm telling you man just you got to work through your friend groups and that's why it's important to have friends who have friends who have friends who have friends because at least there's some filter going on there then the Phoenix, five bucks. As an openly gay man who became conservative last year due to the toxic and mentally damaging leftism, so much of this applies to gay men as well. Oh, I'm sure it does. I'd never thought about that, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Grant gave five bucks. A suggested guest, Dr. Drew Pinsky. He covers a lot of stuff like health, but also some relationship stuff. I did Dr. Drew's show last year. We differed a bit on some of the stuff related to the vaccine, but um, he would come on. We would disagree on a lot, but that could be feisty. Not a bad suggestion. John Bristol, back with five bucks. Can we just mute and do captions for this girl? No, we can't. I told you, if I have to suffer through it, you do as well. Jordan Campbell, five bucks and 20, and I'd like to start dating, but the way that modern women act, I'm not gonna be interested anymore. How do I find the good girls? Again, I just answered that one for you. John Bristol, concepts foreign to you. This guy is amazing. Yes, MLD is amazing. Marriage causes divorce. Says some 304s wanna provoke a man for entertainment. That's true. Grant says suggested guests, Rebecca Barrett and Courtney Ryan. Courtney Ryan could be interesting. She's very, she's very uh, mellow. The two of us would have interesting energy contrast. Um, PCs? I might be saying that wrong, five bucks. Wait, I missed it. How did she insult him? Thought we were supposed to keep emotions in check. She could be put in her place without his emotion. That's true. 
that's why I'm saying you never, never resort to the insults, the name calling. You're a B, you're a this, you're a that. It just, it, it, it removes your power in that argument. And he's got plenty of, I, I, I'm, I think, I think she, when she, I can't remember exactly what she said, but she was saying something like, I think you're this and I think you're that. She was psychoanalyzing him, probably got under his skin. I don't know how long he'd been sitting there at that point. If, if too long, that voice could get on you for a while. But again, you got to learn how to, listen, I sat on the set of The View, okay? I listened to Joy doing this. A lot of this was going on, okay? You got to keep that composure. You got to deliver your rebuttal with a smile and you win every time. Okay. I'm going to take the chats to five and up, $5 and up for next round. Um, I see, oh, there's two more here. Let me do this. Ninja Watcher says, Jed, love the show, but men need to spin plates. Date as much as you can, fellas. Modern world. No, you can't. Listen, don't waste your time, your money, your energy on people that don't have respect for you. You got to be somewhat selective. You have to. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your energy. You could be taking that energy, by the way, that you're putting into some modern woman that doesn't deserve it if she's disrespecting you. And you could be putting it into working out, into building your financial stability so that one day you're going to be sitting in a position where you can get a, a woman that's high value to want you. So be careful with wasting your time, even as a guy. And Rick Warren, 20 bucks. Amazon Prime, J-Lo movie, Shotgun Wedding. Proves she still looks great and can do a romantic spoof movie. Later on, J-Lo is in a wedding dress with combat boots pulling off a Tom Cruise running scene. Enjoy with your mom. I'll have to check that out. J-Lo looks good. J-Lo looks good. Not going to lie. I don't know what's going on there, but it's not just olive oil. Let's just say that. Okay. Just saying. Just saying. Okay. All right, so we're going to do $5 and up to read the chats because otherwise we'll be reading chats the whole show. As much as I love you all, and I do, I want to get to the rest of this, these clips. So we're going to go to number four. What will she compromise? Let's go to 3418. What are you going to compromise for him? Nothing? Yeah, obviously, I'll compromise But not stuff. going out. If a man, okay, if I want to go have fun with my girls, I'm going to go have fun with my girls. I'm not going to go stay at home at 21 just because a man told me to. Why would I do that? I'm 21. Do I listen to my own dad and mom? You not really. Should. <laughs> not you really. Should. So why am I going to go listen to another man just because I like him right now? Why? What? Just I'm curious. not going to be with him forever. I'm not going to marry him. So why am I going to make these restrictions for him? Just curious. Just him. Why do you frame it as... I'm not going to listen to a man versus just, I'm not going to listen to my boyfriend. They're just, I don't know. There seems to be a slight animosity there with the, Towards the, men. the man part. But, <laughs> yeah. but um, so you would have an issue with your boyfriend going to the strip club. Yeah, because even though, that's a strip club. Even though, well, I would argue that the chance of your boyfriend being able to sleep with one of the strippers is far lower mm -hmm. than your chance to sleep with a guy when you've, gotten intoxicated at a bar, club, or party. Who do you think I am? I'm you not saying You think I'm just going to get drunk and sleep with whoever? Do okay. people make better so, decisions? And then he gets into do people make better or worse decisions drunk, and it's obvious. Can, can we all just agree that none of us make better decisions with when we're intoxicated? I mean, can we just, is that just a common ground across the board? Um, she does have issues with guys. Now, I don't know where it comes from. I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to psychoanalyze. I'm not going to be like, oh, daddy issue. I don't know what her family life looks like. I don't know if she had a brother, the boyfriend. I don't know what that relationship she says she had. So, something happened here. Something happened here. Now, the analogy about the strip club is interesting because women will often say, you can go out with your friends, blah, 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 but no strip club, no strip club. Now, why is that? Well, I'll tell you why. A lot of women feel intimidated by that dynamic because there's a bunch of, you know, hot, 
half naked, fully naked women running around a strip club. They don't want their guys going there, fantasizing about those girls and then coming home to them and feeling like, hmm, did I get the short end of the stick? There's an insecurity that rises up in women with respect to strip clubs. That is just a reality. Um, Also, I think there's a concern. I used to work downtown in Manhattan. There were guys that went to the strip clubs and other things would happen at the clubs that were not related to just visual entertainment. There was some contact that would happen. So women worry about that. Um, And then there's women, separate category of women that just don't like the whole industry and what it promotes and all of that stuff. But more often than not, it's like, I don't want you looking at other naked girls. There's a jealousy that seeps up. Is that girl going to touch my man? It's, It's just a whole jealous thing. Okay, but now think about that. If the if the root of that is just jealousy, I don't want those women to be walking around half naked. I don't want those women to touch my man. I don't want my man to be smiling and laughing with those women. I don't want flirtation to happen. Those women are trying to get money from my man. Are they going to flirt with my man? All of that is also going to happen, honey, if single women go to the club and guys come up to them. Now, those guys aren't going to be naked, but those guys are going to be hitting on them. Those guys are going to be asking, oh, do you have a boyfriend? Are you sure you're happy with him? Can I get you a drink? Just one drink. You're going to be drinking. There's going to be flirtation. All of that stuff is going to be happening. You're going to be the one that's probably half naked. Granted, you're not going to be fully naked. It's not a strip club. But I don't know that it makes much difference in terms of the setting. And what Brian is saying is you're more likely to be able to go up to a regular club, go out, and get some action from any random guy or number of guys in that room than a guy is likely to be able to go to a strip club and get action from those girls because a lot of girls you know have that barrier like we're just here to entertain we're not going to mesh with you in that way i think it's a fair analogy for many because women can go women can dress up and go out and you can be like a five and you'll walk into a room and a whole bunch of guys especially drunk guys are going to be like yeah you know even for just the night hook up make out grind on the dance floor you know how come on i don't have to tell you how the club scene works so i think it's interesting um what she said there all right let's go to um again also to this whole idea of like i'm not going to drop everything i'm not going to drop everything for me no one told you you had to drop everything just talk, we're just talking about getting drunk and going out partying why so defensive why so defensive about it okay let's go to number five i'm gonna get to boundaries Boundaries are good for relationships. I know most people here haven't had a relationship over two years, but um, like you, you have to understand that the, the boundaries. <clears throat> a lot of people think boundaries for relationships are to keep the woman trapped and, and oppressed and like some sort of just like subjugation. But reality, it's to protect your relationship for the two of you. Boundaries aren't there just for one person. They're from two of you. It's the guy's not there just trying to like control you and be like, oh, you must be under my thumb because you're a woman. I think a lot of you girls like take it that hard left extreme or hard right, whatever, you know, but it's really just not like that at all. It's just boundaries. Yeah. So let me say he's he's right. He's right that, that about boundaries. And there should be boundaries in every relationship. You can't just have a relationship where there's no boundary. What is that? That's some type of dysfunction going on. You can't have that. So... It's not about subjugation. Guys know how guys are. They are guys, right? A guy's sitting there saying, okay. He looks at you. You you say, I'm going out with girls tonight. You walk in. The dress is this big, right? All the legs are out. The boobies are out. Everything is just accentuated. Hair extensions are in. The makeup is on. He's sitting there and he's looking and being like, I'm a guy. I know exactly what 
75% of the guys in the room are going to be thinking when she walks in the door, mm-mm, not my woman, mm-mm, nope, this is somehow going to be a problem. Even if you trust that woman, you don't want that woman to be in a space where you've got leechy guys coming over, staring, gawking, looking, maybe taking a photo, you know, coming over and trying to creep over and over and over again. Then you got to wonder if she has a few drinks. Is she going to be like, oh, ha, 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 not that she would cheat necessarily if you've got a trustworthy girl, although some of them will. But, you know, she'll entertain the comments, the back and forth. Maybe he'll put her hand on her on, on her shoulder. Maybe, you know, he'll he'll want to, you know, oh, you sure you don't want to take my number now? Oh, can I just get yours just in case? You don't know what's going on, and the whole scene is uncomfortable for you. Are we now in a world, though, that that scene should somehow be comfortable for the guy, for the boyfriend? Should the boyfriend look at her in an itty-bitty dress going out with the girls? He's sitting at home and be like... All those girls, all those guys are going to be out there hitting on you. They're all going to want to, you know, get a piece of you know what. Go have a good time, honey. I'll be here. I'll be here having a slice of pepperoni pizza and a beer. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. I'll see you later. Come on. Come on. And by the way, guys, if you ever do do that, she's leaving you. She's leaving you behind because that just shows that you're a simp. Okay. Number six, let's go to 4540. Uh, Maybe because that for... Go ahead. You, you just seemed annoyed right when I opened my mouth, but maybe <laughs> we knew you were going to talk. Because <laughs> we knew maybe, you were going to have something to say no matter maybe what. Maybe it's because for literally since civilization, women have been oppressed by men, oh, and it's okay to have that guard up. How, how do you define maybe that? in our households or other things we've seen? We've seen relationships where. The man has been toxic and has been controlling to women. Maybe that's what we've been around. And it's okay to have that guard up. And it's okay to not let men control you. It's okay to, for you to also have those personal boundaries. Yeah, there's boundaries in a relationship, but you must also put personal boundaries within yourself. Because if you're just, like, with this man, you're just going off whatever he's saying or whatever you're not you don't have a mind of your own and you end up losing those boundaries and you end up getting used as a stepping stool how do you know that you're 21 i've been in a relationship <laughs> and i've had i've i know i am telling you that we've seen maybe we've seen things Who's around we? me us <laughs> maybe are any of these girls your friends no, but I'm saying in general, I have friends that have seen maybe toxic relationships in their household. Maybe their friends have been in toxic relationships. Maybe women that we have grown up Wait, with. Wait, yeah, let me just come in really quick. So you think a guy... Yeah, you have not a very negative perspective on a lot of things. <laughs> okay, so you think, by the because way... Because I have hold personal on, boundaries. Hold on, hold on. Flan Life, thank you for the five gifted. So you think men wanting their girlfriends, partners, wives, to not be partying, going out to bars and clubs, you think that that's oppression? Because you no. use the word oppressed. I said women have been oppressed since the beginning of time. How? And it's natural. Oh, gosh. <laughs> how? Are you, really, how? You're, yeah, go ahead. How, you're, you're the asking one saying me this is true. How? Yes. No, here's maybe a better question. If how? No, no, I'm, no, because I'm not going, if okay, you, don't you don't know, know how. Because you don't know. No, if I'm if not you, going to explain in, to in myself. Normal, listen, are, in normal conversation where people aren't sitting around and patronizing you because you're loud and obnoxious and a lot of people don't want to confront you and tell you that. But I'll tell you that right now, young lady. You're very loud and obnoxious and you're rude. 
and you're full of a lot. No, I'm talking right now. You had your chance, I'm going to talk. When I'm done, you talk. That's equality, right? Keep going. Right. Thank you very much. All right. Now, what I'm saying is in conversation, when you bring something up, you can't just state something as fact and then not defend it and then say, oh, well, if you don't know, it's just because you're X, Y, Z, because that's what you're doing right now. So you said women have been oppressed by man since the dawn of civilization. Yes. How? If you don't know that, I'm not going to explain to you. Bro, put, that's put a, just put a big knowledge. L in the chat for her, guys. That just put a big knowledge. L for this girl, bro. <laughs> People don't like you in real life. I'll tell you this right now. Okay, hold okay. on, hold on, hold on. You're and very you rude. You're, you're very I'm rude. I'm very rude. I'm giving, I came here to give you're my very opinion. Rude. I was invited here to give my opinion, and that's, what it, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And you're not going to shun me, and you're not going to shut me out and call me obnoxious, because, mister, I can say the exact same thing about you. Mm -hmm. Look at you. You come in here, and you're just going to talk to these 18, 19, really early 20-year-old girls. How old are you? I already told you. I don't remember. Oh, shocker. Okay. okay. We got Guys. a lot. We got a lot here. Okay. First of all, do you see how uncomfortable Brian is? Brian just is like, where is there a hole that I can crawl into and just dig that dirt up, crawl in, and put the dirt right back on top of my head? And I'm just going to stay in there for the remainder of this show because it's heated. And I don't think he's used to that. I don't know if he's comfortable with the like, which is what's going on. I, by the way, am very comfortable in a setting like that. I like it. I enjoy it. Um, I think MLD has an interesting way of like – He's very funny. I don't know if he realizes how funny he is when he's like, you have a very ne negative perspective on a lot of things. She does. She has a very negative perspective on men, on male motivation with respect to pretty much everything, on, you know, she thinks men are trying to control women. So she's, essentially, she's your average modern woman. She bought the story. She ate it. She swallowed it. And now she's spitting it back out at him. That's what we see there. The conversation about oppression is, is very important. Because she could have easily said, if he, she said women had been oppressed, past tense. If she had said had been oppressed, and he said how, and she said, well, for example, women you know, were denied the right to vote for a long time. She had an intellectual conversation with him like that. I think he would have engaged on that. But that's not the implication here. The implication here is that women are oppressed. And she even goes on to say, I don't know if I clipped that. Uh, I think I did clip it. I think we'll get to it on eight. But she goes on to say that women are oppressed, which is untrue. And when you ask women who say that they are oppressed, how? Women will say, women are oppressed, how? They say, well, I'm not going to sit here and tell you if you don't know, because there's no answer for that. How are women oppressed? Tell me how in 2022 women are oppressed. I want a list. Put it, give it to me in list form. They have nothing to say. All they have to say is that I was told that they're oppressed. I was told we're oppressed. There's no examples to give. And that is a problem, and it gets exposed over and over and over again. Now, you can say historically something used to happen, but you're talking about the present, honey. You're talking about the now in this moment. Women are not oppressed today in the United States of America. That's not happening. It's not real. It's not happening. So there's going to have to be a come-to-Jesus moment with a lot of these young girls where they realize that what they're being told and what they're being fed is not true. That's number one. Um, I think he's, you know, his demeanor of being funny and what he calls her loud and obnoxious. Now, again, I, I wouldn't go that route. I, she is obnoxious. She is. There is a, an annoying quality that she possesses, just objectively, right? What I would have just let that do is just let it manifest on its own. Like, he doesn't even need to say that. We all hear it. 
We all see it. We all see what's going on. So if I were him, I would just let that. Sometimes when your enemy is, you know, digging themselves in a hole, you just let them do it. You know, I think there's a saying, something about like, don't interrupt your enemy when they're making a mistake. Something, I don't know what that saying is, but just don't. Let it just, just sit back and let them talk. You got to do that sometimes. You got to know when to do that. I think he missed an opportunity there as well to do that. Um, even going on, people don't like you. Now, I, I do think this girl probably struggles in life with, because there's a, there's a part of her that just wants to lecture, lecture tell you what's and that's not attractive to people people don't want to sit and be lectured and by the way the one part he is right about is that she went on and on and on and on we were listening to like a, a doctoral thesis here and then he goes to say one thing interrupt 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 as a man again and I, I bring this back to politics when I in the presidential debates as a man you have a lot to navigate on a stage like that this is the same thing imagine life is your presidential debate you have to figure out a way to call out a woman when she does that without giving them a reason to call you a misogynist. So you have to be respectful, but assertive. So an example of how to do that would be, you know, what I would suggest in a situation like that. Maybe he doesn't care and that's cool. But I would suggest just saying, excuse me, you had a chance to explain what you said. I disagree. I would like the opportunity to do the same. Are you on board with that? You know, you, you can be assertive. But again, once you get into that name calling, it's funny, it's entertaining. We're all laughing here, ha, ha, ha. But she's going to get a little feather in her cap every single time a guy does that in a debate with her, even if the guy is right fundamentally on issues. So just know that going in. Okay, let's go to, um, let's go to, oh, and one more thing I want to add for number seven. We don't need to play number seven because I overlapped here, Deli. But number seven, a modern woman plays the victim I have here. Don't you think it's interesting that she brings in, oh, you're an older man. She asks him his age. You're an older man. I don't know how old Jonathan is. I don't know. Late 20s, early 30s. I don't know. But older than them, for sure. She's 21. So you're an older man. You came into this room with all of us young women and you started to preach to us. Okay. Are you a strong, capable, self-sufficient, empowered young woman, adult woman, or are you somebody that cries and screams and moans when a man enters a room and debates you? Take your pick. You cannot have it both ways. You cannot scream from the, from the mountaintops that you're a strong, empowered woman. I don't need man, this, that, the other thing. Can't do that. And in the same breath, cry every time a guy sits down at the table from you, regardless of his age, and engages you in debate. No, doesn't work like that. Choose one. Okay, let's go to number eight. 5048. The problem if you don't think women were ever oppressed. I, did you I ever are say part that? of the problem and that scares me because you said that you have a fan base in America and that really scares me for the men that are looking up to you the young impressionable boys that are looking up to you that really scares me you know if you are giving about that, my message I don't even have to know because the fact that you're saying so, right now you're okay. coming you're so look at who ignorance. you're talking to you are talking to a group of women planned and you're ignorance. telling us that we've never been oppressed you're telling us that we've never been oppressed okay let's pause it is that so this is, again, this is, first of all, she knows nothing about him. So if you don't think this is insulting him, she's insulting him. She's not picking a name. She's not calling him a B or a this or a that. So you can't isolate it and be like, oh, but she's insulting his whole business, his whole MO, his whole way of life. This is deeply insulting what she's saying. She doesn't know anything about his, you know, money muscles game frame, the whole business that he built about how he inspires men to better themselves. She doesn't know anything about that. What this is, is a prime example of a female emotional reaction to, she doesn't like what a guy said. 
She doesn't have the talking points to combat it. She's not armed with those because she's been brainwashed. So she doesn't know the answer to the question, how have women been oppressed? She just knows that she's supposed to say they are. So she has an emotional reaction. And now he's having to deal with that emotional reaction. So again, he never said she wasn't oppressed. And he never said that women weren't oppressed. He asked her to define the how. Tell me how. And now she's getting defensive because she can't. Because she doesn't have a good sense of history to be able to pull back and give examples, one. And number two, she's been lied to about the present. So what's she going to say? So it just goes to show you how many women are out there. This really bothers me because I see so many women out there. They're just like, they just regurgitate talking points. It's like they can't think for themselves anymore at all. Somebody tells you you're oppressed and you're like, I'm oppressed. Even if you're not, you don't take a minute to be like, well, I'm not oppressed. I'm not going to repeat that. Ridiculous. Okay, let's get to dress to impress. I like this section. Fantastic. And then I'm going to get to the chat after number nine. We'll revisit the chat. So revisiting the chat next after dress to impress. Let's go to one. Oh, it's one minute and then oh nine. I don't know how I have that written. All weird. Okay. Prefer staying at home and doing that kind of thing. But I think the going out thing, I understand the experience and all that stuff. And I think it is fun as well to get dressed up and go out and do things with your friends. But then there's the question of who are you getting dressed up for? And what are you planning to do with all that? It's like, you know, because sometimes girls will dress really, you know, revealing. And it's like, there's no need for that unless you are wanting to dress that way to get attraction from the opposite sex or whoever you're attracted to. Maybe that's for you, but for me personally, I address the way I do. Maybe that's what you consider provocative, mm-hmm. but I dress that way for myself. And I think a lot of these ladies here are dressing for themselves, not for the attention of another man. Maybe that might be the case for you, but for <laughs> us personally, that's not the case. Okay, so there's, okay, really quick, I just want to address what you just said. So, <laughs> let's pause it here. You wear makeup second. for your. Let's pause it here. Okay, this is a lie, obviously. This is a lie. And you, do you guys remember my first conversation with Rolo? Um, long time ago, we had a conversation, we sat down, and we had this debate about like, do you dress that way for yourself when you go out or for somebody else? And my knee-jerk reaction at that moment in time was like, oh, I, I do it for me. I do it for me. I had the same, not as defensive, because I'm always open to like thinking about what I'm saying. But I, I said the same thing, because why? Because we're all programmed to have that knee-jerk response. It's like somebody like put something in here, and you got to like dig it out and be like, Rah, get that away from me. And then you're like, okay. Nobody does that for themselves you don't get all these girls again going out to the club you ever see them on the street all looking all like this all done up you think they're going out and doing that for themselves do they walk around the house that way no they don't now i was thinking when rollo asked me that question i sometimes will you know i i look like this on the show i don't want to scare y'all and i'll do it around my house because my husband's there so i like to do a little cute stuff for him you know but i wasn't even thinking like about that reality that that's still a man that you're doing it for you know there is somebody involved that's your husband you want to like look cute for him now and then not all the time sometimes i'm lazy but this is ridiculous what she's saying she does it for herself let's continue it gets better correct well, maybe girls here at the table, it looks like you guys wear some makeup. Do you wear makeup for yourself or do you wear it for other people? 
I wear makeup when I'm even alone at my house. Stop it. Why do, why? Because I like doing my makeup. It's fun. Like I like For doing, artistic expression? Or? No, it's nice to enhance your beauty. I think I'm a very beautiful girl, and I think even adding a little bit more blush or some lip gloss. or. Okay, let's let the other girls go, a bit, though, but go ahead. I think it makes me feel better about myself. Okay, that's an honest answer. Yeah, I definitely don't do it for anybody else but myself. Um, just yourself? Yeah, just myself. Okay. Yeah, just myself as you well. Do it for yourself. <laughs> Lying. Yeah, I only do it for myself. Same. Yes, it gives me a boost of confidence when I feel better. When I feel that I look better. Natasha. I typically do it for other people, to be honest. <laughs> well, the because one girl okay. Like, well, because so pauses. You got one girl on the panel that's like, uh, duh. Yeah, of course. You think I'm sitting here blow drying my hair and put the lip gloss on at home? No, I'm not. I'm not. Now, granted, I. You know, you see me on the gram. Sometimes I'll do it from my kitchen and I look like a hot mess. You know, it's different. But I will guarantee you, those girls who are home, she says, oh, I put the makeup on for myself. I put on for myself. You know what you're doing, honey, at home? Don't lie. You're putting the makeup on and then you're on the gram. That's not for yourself. You're taking a selfie. You're posting that selfie now that you put the eyelashes and all that on. You're doing a little story, a little TikTok something. Because in the age of social media, you don't even remember. You don't even need to be out physically in front of people to be, you know, doing stuff to be seen. These girls are lying. They are lying. They are not getting dressed up, going to the club, full face of makeup, hair extensions, eyelashes for themselves. Okay? Remove the Matrix microchip and answer the question from your honest gut, ladies. Come on. Come on, you're doing it for attention. You're doing it for attention from men. You're doing it because you naturally compete with other women. That's why you're doing it. Let's be honest. Okay. Equality. Let's talk about equality. Um, oh, by the way. Oh, no, no, no. We have to. You see that clip? Do you still have it up, Deli? The one that I had before? Or did you close it? No, it's up, so. Okay. Play, play a little bit more for me. I'm going to drive Deli crazy today. When I go to work, you know, you have to, you have to present yourself in a more professional manner. You have to present yourself in a more put together way. And part of that, the expectation for women is to wear makeup. So, you know, there is an expectation on women to do it. I for sure believe that. But um, so yeah, I do it for other people, not for me. I have a question. If it was like a zombie apocalypse, <laughs> this is like the dumbest fucking example ever. Yes, Let's Brian. say there's like a catastrophic, mm. apocalyptic scenario where you're the last human alive on earth, but all your survival needs are met. This is the most, I don't even know why I'm doing this. Most ridiculous scenario. All your survival needs are met. Let's say you got a shelter or some shit. So you're good, you're survived, your safety's intact. Get rid of the zombies, no zombies. Would you still put on makeup if you were the only person left on earth? Yes. Please, I I, talk. I, no, yes, definitely. I mean, once again, we're doing it for ourselves. Like, Stop it! I feel more confident, and I like it, and I feel more... <laughs> really? Last yeah. person on there. I would be having a non-stop existential crisis. <laughs> supposed like, to be the only person I mean, it's alive. not going to be the first thing that comes to my mind. Okay, stop. But, like, just stop I'm, it. Just, ladies, just stop the madness. Stop the madness. This is a zombie. He's just asking you if there's a zombie apocalypse. Are you still going to put on makeup if you're the only person there? No, honey, you're not going to be putting on makeup. This girl's like, well, yeah, it's not going to be the first thing I do, but I do it for myself. So in the zombie apocalypse, she wants to put the makeup on in the mirror and then go what? You're not going to be taking selfies for the guys to slide into your DMs in the zombie apocalypse. So guess what? You're going to be sitting in your sweatpants. You're going to be sitting with your hair tied in a knot. And you're going to be hoping that there's some big, strong-ass man out there that's going to come into that cave and save you. That's what you're going to be doing. 
the delusion. All right, let's go to equality, number 10, 11857. I'm bored. Why not? If You're, I'm in a zombie apocalypse, I think my priorities are going to be a little bit different. Forget the zombie part. <laughs> Forget your. Yeah, we play that one. You're at number 10. There we go. Yeah. Which is the supposed tenant of feminism, which is questionable, but how do you reconcile believing in gender equality but also holding men to their traditional gender roles that men should pay on the first date? I don't even know. I'm just saying this. She's flexible when it benefits her. So, okay, do you want equality only when it benefits you? Yes. I want equality all the time. Okay. What are you talking about? So it's not even about equality anymore. It's more about equity and fairness, I feel like. Well, oh, said God. Equity. All right, stop it. Please. I, can't, I, can't, I don't know if I can do much more. She's got all the talking points. That's a leftist talking point. You can look it up. Go look it up and they'll, you'll see leftist media teaching you how to say these things. Don't say equality. Say equity and fairness. I mean, there's whole articles written about this. I know because I take them down and I, you know, I, the, the, I do the takedown of that nonsense. And I see them and I'm like, oh, God, ridiculous. But do you see the example of she's talking about equality, equality, a simple question of like, hey, do you also want that equality to come into play when the check comes at the restaurant? Do you also want that equality to come to, into play when somebody's, you know, you're in the dark alley and somebody rushes you? You, you and the guy are going to be just, all right, let's just take them on together. No, you don't. You don't. It's amazing how biology and the differences between men and women just naturally come to the surface when it's convenient for some of these modern women, right? Ridiculous. So he's just saying, do you want equality when it's convenient? I don't. And she's so tied to the talking point, to the I want equality all the time, that she can't just open her mind a minute because it would be deeply humiliating, A, and B, then she'd have to be like, wait a minute, did everything I just said on this whole panel not make sense? So she's just like, yeah, I want equality. She's going she's gonna to think about this stuff, hopefully, one day, and be like, this doesn't make any sense. I don't want equality all the time. I only want equality in these circumstances. So he's right. Yes, you want equality when it serves you. When it serves you. And when it doesn't serve you, you're happy to be that damsel in distress. We all know it. Be honest. Okay. Let's go to number 11. Confidence and delusion. Oh, she, oh, this gets, oof. Here we go. They're with me rating myself a 10. Well, it's, Something uh, about confidence kind of, you don't like that. Well, there's, okay, there's a difference between confidence you and must thinking. must be insecure. <laughs> there's a difference between confidence and basically thinking you're on par with the most attractive women in the world. Okay. Like you can be confident and self-assured and still have a reasonable self-assessment of your own but physical that's attractiveness. Not confident. But I'm Why would it be like I am so confident but I rate myself a 7 or a 6 maybe? Well, Why would I do that to myself? If I'm going to be confident be like no, I am a 10. Okay? Well, that's delusion. <laughs> oh my god. It's just it's just delusion like Maybe we have different views about confidence. Not only confidence. So, well, okay. Can we just objectively, like, and this is not to hurt anybody's feelings. You, you all know I've said very few people fit the 10 to me. 10 is like near perfection. So objectively, she is not a 10. Can we all just admit she is not a 10? So she is equating confidence with being delusional. She's saying that it's not, if, if, you're, if you're a 7 and you 
you can't somehow be confident and simultaneously be realistic and acknowledge that you're a seven. No, of course you can. Of course you can. You can sit and look in the mirror and be like, you know what? I'm a solid seven. I look good today and feel confident about that, but still exists within the realistic paradigms of what you are, which means that you're going to go out and you're not going to expect the 10 guy to be head over heels for you. So when that seven guy comes and wants to talk to you, who's in your league, you're going to be receptive to it because you have a realistic understanding of your looks, what you bring to the table. You just have a realistic assessment of who you are and your visual component, right? When you look in the mirror, you see reality, not fiction. So if you walk around and you're like, I'm a 10, I'm a 10, I'm a 10, you're going to be single for a really long time. You're going to be waiting for that 10 and that 10 is not looking at you because you're not a 10. Unhelpful to you unhelpful to you. So this idea that you can't be confident and realistic at the same time is utterly ridiculous. Now every woman, in order to be confident, you go girl. Yeah, you got to walk around thinking you're a 10. Everybody? Everybody Cindy Crawford from the 90s? I'm old. Deli's like, who is that? <laughs> youngins. Youngins in the chat. Don't get me started. Okay. All right, let's go to, we're going to go to body count and then I'm going to do... One, one more check-in in the chat. I know we're going over today, but you know, sometimes I do that. Number 12. You can control like body count. Like no one's making you sleep with 250 girls, you know? Like you're just doing it. So Being that should... tall, whatever, those things you can't change. But when it comes to like, oh yeah, like I'm not going to be with this girl because, oh, she slept with 10 guys. Oh my gosh, she's such a slut. Um, but are you, on the other hand, slept with 250 girls. You don't have you don't have an opinion on the girl's body count. Your body count is high. Just stop. That's like you can say right the same there. Thing the conversation's of, over. Th that could be the same thing with you at the height. Like you can't demand somebody be six foot. You're five foot two. Okay. Well, you can, and the thing... That's still my preference. But, but okay, but body... Well, so it's men's it's, preference. It's men's preference for the it's low a, body it's count. It's a stupid preference that... See, see it's, it's only okay, stupid Okay, so do you see you the game? Understand. So you see the game. Her preferences matter, right? She's talking about height, which, by the way, is something a guy can do nothing about. His height is his height, right? So to her, her preference is that she wants a tall guy. That's totally fine in her book. That's totally fine. And if you're a short guy or you're under a certain, well, I don't know what her, you know, five, eight, whatever the, the number is for her on how tall she is, too bad. Too bad on you. But if a guy looks at her and says, oh, she had a party phase and she's got a body count of 25 and she's 21 years old and that's nasty, somehow she takes offense as if that's stupid. Why is it stupid? It's stupid because she doesn't like it. It's stupid because it affects her likelihood to get that high value man. It's stupid because it's inconvenient for her life that a guy would prioritize, you know, modesty and other things that she doesn't possess. So this is nonsense. This is nonsense. Everyone should be entitled to their preferences. Everyone should be entitled to their preferences. End of story. She can have her preferences. Guys can have their preferences, but you can't run around and be like, oh, body count. If you want a woman with a low body count, that's just stupid. Why? Because you slept with six people last week and it's a problem for you? Let's be honest about it. I'm not saying she has, but I'm saying women who make this argument, what, what are you so afraid of? You're afraid that you're not going to be in high demand because your behavior has been bad. That's what you're afraid of. Let's just be honest about it. All right, I'm going to the chat and then we're going to go to 13, 14. We're almost done. Mm-hmm. All right, John Bristol, 20 bucks. I saw an old clip of you on The View. 
Oh, boy. The other day, from when you were still plugged into the Matrix, I was never plugged into... I worked in the Matrix. I was never plugged in like a tool in the Matrix. No, honey. You talked about how you were disappointed in Trump for being anti-transient. Glad you eventually woke up. I don't know what that means. Are you saying anti-trans? I'm not sure what that means. Uh, my issues with Trump, though, uh, were actually quite different. First time around, my issues with Trump were that I thought he was a closet liberal because he had come out endorsing socialized medicine. And I was like, I don't know if this guy's going to govern like a conservative. I don't buy it. So I wrote in Rand Paul. Um, Trump is a problem because, and Trump's problem this time, by the way, is again going to be his, his unwillingness right now to take on big pharma. I want somebody who's going to take on big pharma. I don't want somebody who's going to be like, oh, the vaccine, it saved lives. <laughs> Follow the data, honey. Okay. Grant gave five bucks. If you really want to have some fun, you can do some coverage of Milf Manor. <laughs> See how far our society has fallen. I would love to do these things. In fact, Deli asked me before the show if I was going to cover Rolo Tomasi with Dr. Phil. I can't figure out how to cover stuff like that without getting a copyright restriction. Same for here. That's a challenge. I wanted to cover The Bachelor. It, it, it's hard to do some of that stuff. I do what I can. Let me just say that. But I love my reality TV, so that would be no... That would be great. Let's just say that. Alvin Sam gave five bucks. She's the type to falsify an essay allegation based on feelings. That's a problem. That's a problem. I don't know if she's the type, but that people do that. Marin Rhodes gave 10 bucks. Modesty is a big trigger word for any women who lived through or is close to someone who lived through the purity movement of the early 2000s. At a modest wife, I even, as a modest wife, I even struggle with it. The purity movement of the early 2000s. What's that? I don't know what that is. I was single in the early 2000s. I had just gone out of college, and I don't remember a purity movement. I certainly didn't see it happening around me. Um, I'll need you to elaborate on that. Five bucks. Oh, I was a 24-year-old virgin, and every woman in my class made fun of me and tried to get me to hook up. Oh, so you're saying there was pressure on women um, to behave badly? Yeah, that was – that. I mean, I, honestly, that went way back, even before the early 2000s. But – there was always pressure from bad girls always want company. Bad girls want company. They want they know what they're doing is not helping them. They know it's making them less attractive to men who are actually looking for something real. So they want to pull you in because you would be a threat. If you were out there, you know, if there's a bunch of hot girls behaving badly and you're a hot girl out there and you're behaving well, you're a threat because they all know that when a guy, you know, wants to take someone seriously, he's looking over at that one over there and this hot mess over here isn't getting any time. So bad girls like company. Men Pursuing Excellence said, and during this torture, I'd love and respect for you, Jed. I hope women are taking notes on what not to be, no matter how attractive, obnoxious, vapid, and ignorant will make any man of value next to you. Probably go nuts is what he wants to say. Okay. Listen, someone's got to do the tough work, so it may as well be me and you. All right, we got 10 more minutes. Let's go to double standards, number 13, 249, 13. The preference whether there's a double standard there or not. Then you there's, can have your preference. That's fine. There's all kinds of double standards. Yeah. And women are the ones left and single at the end of the day anyways and complaining about being left single. So if you guys don't get it together, it's your ball to carry. <laughs> what makes you think women want to be in a relationship? Uh, let's, okay. let's see. All of biological <laughs> science that has stemmed since the dawn of humanity. Okay, but things are different now. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. People, Wait, don't, want to, people don't want to reproduce anymore. Got it. Thanks no. for clearing that okay. up. Okay, and this is the other thing, well, right? Women will say, well, it's different. It's different. Is it different? Is it really different? Biologically, th this is what we talk about with hitting the wall. Biologically, you're going to get to an age. She's 21. 
let's see how this girl's doing if she's still talking like this and behaving like this and single at 31. You're going to see the panic set in. How many people, how many women in their 30s do you hear saying things like, I can't find a nice guy. Oh, I just really want a nice guy. I just really want to settle down. They want a family. The clock is ticking. They say, oh, I want to have my first kid. You hear how many conversations with women? I want to have my first kid by this age, my second kid by this age. I'm running out of time. The panic is there. We talked about this the other day, so I don't want to belabor that point. But this idea that women don't want a boyfriend or don't want something serious or don't want to settle down, it's ridiculous. And we're hyper aware of the biological clock if we do want that. So just, let's just be honest. Again, can't, why can't anybody have an honest conversation? Things are different now. Another talking point somebody gave her and she bleh, vomited it out. Okay, we're going to leave this panel behind. I have one short I want to do and then I have one matrix. Let's go to quickly 14. Women can dish it out but can't take it. Let's see what we got. Matters, so I, I don't know if that's inherently entirely mis misogynistic, but that's uh, kind of unpleasant to hear that men's value is somehow based in other things. We all make judgments, whether you guys want to admit it or not. We all make judgment calls when it comes to uh, potential partners. In the same way, like all of, most of you just said, like, I want to date a guy who's taller than me. That is a numerical measurement. You're making a value call, so to speak, based off of a guy's height. The fact of the matter is, a guy who's shorter than you could be a fantastic partner, loving, loyal, great person. But it happens to be you might not be attracted to men who are of a smaller stature than you. Uh, I think I'm going to stay silent. I don't want to promote further discussion. Thank you. <laughs> I think body yeah, count matters. So again, so I, she I doesn't. This is I love this too. The women who just I'm just going to I'm not going to say like you asked them about oppression. If you don't know how women have been oppressed. Honey, you don't know, or you'd be saying it instead of having that dramatic moment that we all had to witness with the expressions and all that. Please, spare it. Spare all of us that and just tell us how. Tell me how. Again, body count is brought up and they're like, because the reality is you have your own preferences, right? And by the way, women, if you're out there and you're looking around and you've got a list a mile long and you're saying, well, guy has to have all of these things, you could meet an incredible guy who happens to be 5'7", okay? Incredible, checks all the boxes. If you're gonna be that type of woman, by the way, that says he's out, you better be bringing something to the table that's incredible. You know what I see? I see a lot of women who have body count of 25, party phase, all this stuff, bad behavior, not feminine, I don't need a man, and still meet that guy, that incredible guy, who's 5'7", who's given them time, which they shouldn't, and they're like, oh, no, he's too short. Because women feel like they have all the options in the world. Guess what, though? You don't. You don't. Because a lot of you land being picky, 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 delay, 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 at 38, 39, 40. <gasps> I need a man. That happens. Let's be honest. Okay. All right. We have a final topic today. I just have to show this to you because I have an obligation to expose you to what the Matrix is doing. I'll get to that last chat uh, at the end. The World Health Organization, who's the World Health Organization? World Health Organization, all of these three letter, beware. World Health Organization, FDA, CDC, WEF, all of these three letter monsters, they're all in cahoots. They all hold hands. They're all out to control your life. The, 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 the message at the top gets funneled through them all, gets to you. It's all coordinated, all of it. 
When you see a three-letter organization, just ignore what they're saying, okay? <laughs> Probably what's best for you is to follow the exact opposite of whatever advice they're given. I thought this was interesting and important message. It reminded me of a, of a tape clip that we showed a while back. Let's play it, number 15. It's a video, so we got to play it. This is the, what does that say? WHO, oh, Tedros. COVID remains a global health emergency. Listen to what he says. As you know, on Friday, the emergency committee met to consider whether that remains the case. The committee has advised me that, in its view, COVID-19 remains a global health emergency. And I agree. He's talking about now. As you know. He's talking about now. In January, we're in February now. February of 2022. This guy is talking about how the pandemic is not over. It's still an emergency. When people say things to you like this, ask them for the data. Ask them for the stats that qualify that statement. So here's my, my, my advice to you, because this is not going to be the end, right? We know we're going to have, maybe we'll have COVID squared, part two. Maybe we'll have the climate agenda. We will have the climate agenda. There's going to be all sorts of, maybe we'll have central bank digital currencies. Maybe we'll have digital this and digital that. It's all coming down the pike, right? The plan is here. Maybe there'll be pande- another, maybe there'll be another pandemic. I don't know what there will be. They need an excuse to push this tyranny on people. So here's my message to you. This ends when you decide it ends. This stuff ends. This tyrannical nonsense, this the pandemic is still happening, this, well, all of this nonsense ends when you say, I'm not listening to this anymore. I'm not complying with it. I don't want anything to do with it. And the next time you come around, the next pandemic, I'm not playing. I'm not locking down my business. I'm not putting a mask on for 12 hours a day because now I have the data. I'm not going to be scared, lifeless to, to not go on the beach and get some vitamin D. I'm not going to tolerate a school that expects, you know, a whole homeschooling program to just jump up like that because the school decides it's not going to do its job. I'm not doing any of that. I'm not doing any of that. Make up your mind now. I'm not going to deal with an employer who tells me I have to get a forced injection when the data doesn't support that. I'm not doing it. Just say no. You say no and you find a tribe I don't know. I don't care who it is. It's your family. It's your friends. It's your community who will say no with you. You better stand your ground on this stuff because I'm telling you, they learned something last time. There's a lot of weak people in this country and the world. Forget about it. This is supposed to be the land of the free, home of the brave. Where were all the brave? That's what they were doing. Taking a snooze. Or they were like scared. Find the brave. Whoever those people are, you find them, you surround yourself with them, you pick up with your family and you move to a place where you can count on people to have some nerve to stand up. That's what you do for round two. You don't sit complacent, say, oh, it's not going to happen to us. You saw it happen already, okay? These people will drag out an emergency as long as they can, as long as they can to facilitate compliance. They will drag it out. They will invent it. They will fake stats. They will unblind data. They will do what they need to do. Don't be stupid. Be smart. Remember, it's your life. It's your health. It's your family. It's your community. It's your country. Make up your mind. Okay. I'm getting to the chat one last time. Then we're going to close out today because, you know, I'm starting to get hungry. And frankly, the jerky is waiting. All right. 
Marin Rhodes, 10 bucks. Yes, there was pressure to sleep around, but it was more, I think, because they were uncomfortable being around me as someone who chose to wait versus the girls who were sleeping around. Of course. Of course, a whole bunch of 304 is going to be uncomfortable with the girl in the room who's not, not doing that stuff. Of course, because then they have to sit and acknowledge their behavior is bad. And they're like, you, you want everybody, like people who are in quicksand voluntarily and they want to sink. Have you ever see a guy, I dated a guy once. I'm going to share this story because I shared it with my husband. He knows, whatever. I dated a guy once who was not a good guy. He was not a good guy. He was into a lot of bad stuff. And he would surround himself by people who would, would by virtue of being around him, they would start to sink, right? They would allow themselves, oh, maybe I'll try this weed a couple of times. Oh, maybe I'll have this drink. And you know what he said to me? The nicest thing he ever said to me, and I never forgot it. He said, you're uncorruptible. I said, what does that mean? He said, I've been going out with you for several months now, and you just... You're just not into any of it. I, I can't corrupt you. It's just not possible. I've never had that happen before. And I held my head so high, I eventually left that guy because he was doing stuff that I just, I, I couldn't, I just wasn't, it wasn't something I wanted to be around. wasn't healthy for me. Um, once I found out the depth of what was going on, I left. But I held on to that statement. You know what I did? I spoke to my parents and I said, you did something right. Because I just was raised to just stand my ground. Parents out there, raise your kids to stand their ground, to be something in society that says, no, thank you. That's what we need more of. Okay. 10 bucks. I think this is the last one. Is that the last one, Deli, or am I losing my mind? Andre Martinez gave 10 bucks. How would you approach a girlfriend of one year, three months, who's not given praise, admiration? I'm proud of you. Congratulations. I have a side hustle outside my career that is growing and no verbal support. That's a problem. That's a problem. If you're working hard, you need, listen, life gets very hard. Life gets very challenging. There's ups and downs. Things happen in work. People lose jobs. People, things happen. You need somebody by your side who's going to be able to cheer you on when you're doing well and who's going to be able to support you when things, you know, crumble and you need that minute to kind of regroup. What my advice would be is to have that conversation. Sit down and express exactly what you just expressed to me exactly what you said here in the chat you sit down you say i love you i care about you this is a problem for me i need to feel that we're on we're on a team here this is a team i'm doing x y and z i want to do this for me i want to do it for us but i need i need to to have someone who feels like they're on my team and that's something that i'm not going to compromise on that's something i need for my life so is that something that you're not is there a reason you're not doing it or saying it is there something i don't know um if it's just a matter of are you not supportive of what I'm doing? Because that's a problem. But also be willing to stand your ground, right? Don't settle. Don't then say, well, I've been in this for a year and three months, and so now i got to stay even if it feels, you know, like not healthy. No. You have to be willing to have the conversations, be honest. Maybe there's a reason. Maybe there's a good reason. I don't know. Hear her out. If it's just about not being supportive just for the sake of it, and that's not going to work for you, then that's not going to work for you be able to vocalize that's not a situation that I could build a family with I don't want that dynamic it's not healthy if that's how you feel be you have to be honest you have to be able to express yourself okay a couple of last notes um that was a question that came in about relationships some people feel comfortable asking in the chat cool I'm totally cool with that it happens all the time some people don't feel comfortable they want to get into the, the nitty-gritty maybe something's going on in your life that's a little bit more you got to be a little bit more descriptive and you don't you got to names get mentioned this that and the other thing I am on Minect M-I-N-N-E-C-T it's PBD's app you can book a FaceTime with me you can book a call with me it doesn't have to be about dating and relationships it could be about anything 
Um, it could be about that, you know, something, maybe you're a young woman and you're not fitting in with what's going on around you and you want to navigate that situation. You, you don't want to be, you know, body count high and all this. Maybe you've got some friends that are troublemakers trying to navigate, whatever it may be. Maybe it's a political question you have. Um, whatever it may be, you can go there, you can book a FaceTime with me. And I will answer those questions to you because I have some people that ascend in the Instagram DMs, but I, I can't answer them. I, I would be here all day. We would never have a show. I love you guys. I want to thank you. Um, we have a new intro rolling out Friday. I have a very special guest coming in on Friday remotely. By the way, um, I'm digging into the Tate case in a way you may not have seen before. I'm bringing on a lawyer. I'm tired of this nonsense. I'm tired of hearing what I'm hearing. I'm tired of seeing what I'm seeing. This guy, there's no justification as far as I can see for him and his brother to be in jail at this point. So I'm going to get to the bottom of it, and you're going to get to the bottom of it with me. We will be here 1 p.m. Eastern time on Friday. Don't be late. Thanks.